Hello. The audio sounds somewhat better because I'm sitting at the laptop today and got a little bit of intro music there. You probably thought, have I got the right podcast? Why is this music playing? And it's from an old, um, one of my favourite old time movies called The Great Escape with Steve McQueen. And I suppose in a way this is The Great Escape, getting away from that addiction monster, that little addiction monster. And so I'll start again with my hand on my heart. I swear, I make a solemn promise and swear that I will remain sober today. So with that done, I had a, this is a fascinating podcast yesterday from a guy called the Dr. Uberman. Dr. Uberman and his, uh, the Uberman Lab is his podcast. And as you see from the title of the podcast, I've had a gutful. You probably thought, I've had a gutful of being sober. No, not yet anyway. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. But I've had a gutful, you could say a gutful of the effects of alcohol. Because one of the things I found fascinating in that podcast was about it talks about how alcohol affects the gut and it also because it's water and fat soluble it can pretty much go over all the body and I will put the link to that podcast in the show notes so you can go and listen to it yourself I'll send a link I put the link for the um, Spotify so you can Listen to it while you work or while you drive. And it talks about how, you know, basically the alcohol can go, go everywhere, you know. And one of the places I'm going to focus on first is in the gut. Because it can cross certain barriers, and one of those being it can, you know, do, do some serious damage in the gut. Because you think about it, alcohol for hundreds of years has been used as a cleaner, like an antibacterial cleaner. You've probably seen like, the old Western movies or whatever, where someone gets shot and the only thing they've got to hand is some alcohol, like a bottle of vodka, and they pour it on their wound to clean the bacteria off, to clean that wound. So with that in mind, think about your gut. In your gut, you have good bacteria, bad bacteria, and alcohol is indiscriminate. It goes in there, it just kills all of those, or it begins to kill them all. But it also, in that process, is disrupting your gut lining, which then allows some of the bad bacteria to escape into your bloodstream. This is called leaky gut syndrome, I think. I found it all just fascinating. It's just like making you think, wow, I'm so glad I'm giving up. Oh. So anyway, now the good bacteria, why, you know, I always thought it was important and I forgot a lot of the stuff I'd learned in the past because being a personal trainer, I did look into a lot of like nutrition and gut bacteria and what's good for the body. And you're, I'll say you're, you're, 
you have a gut brain and your gut is from your throat down to your intestines, uh, if I remember correctly. I'm not a doctor. I'll just preface that just to say I'm not a doctor. So go and check because Dr. Huberman obviously is a doctor. So I'll send you to his podcast. But I'm just giving you a quick thing because I just wanted to share share this stuff if you haven't heard it before. So your, your good gut biome, it talks to your brain, you know, and it, it can send signals, electric signals up to the brain to tell it when to release serotonin or melatonin or and, and other hormones that you need. And this is, those hormones are going to be important in the, the last bit I'm going to talk about today. Because I did a little bit, <laughs> I did a little bit of research. I was so excited this morning after I got out of the gym. I, that's why I'm on the laptop and it sounds so much better because I just wanted to come on and dig a little bit deeper and you know all this stuff will help I feel it will help to solidify that you've made the right decision in deciding to quit today and to stay sober it's just because you know anyway I'll get on with it uh what was I going to say next I did actually make some notes here as well. So yeah, so bear in mind those good bacteria send those signals to release those hormones. But when the bad bacteria gets out into the bloodstream, it will start sending signals to the brain, which results in more urges to drink more alcohol. And yeah, like I said, I... I'll check the show notes out and you can see, um, you can go and listen to the, the Uberman Lab podcast. And I'll just, in closing up the podcast for today, just want to see what, you know, think about your the effects that you felt from excessive drinking of alcohol. And you're not listening to this podcast because you, you know, I don't think you probably listen to this podcast because you're curious about becoming an alcoholic <laughs> or you have a glass of wine once a week. I'm assuming if you're listening to this now, you're, you know you're drinking too much. So you've probably experienced some of these same things that I have, which has been stress, anxiety, depression, and maybe a more physical one if you are a beer drinker. Farting, you're probably, you know, stinking out of room. And this is because, again, what goes on in the gut. And in one of the, the hormones that I didn't mention, along with serotonin and melatonin, is cortisol, which is a stress hormone. And now your body releases this when is faced with a stressor. And I would say that putting poison water down your throat, namely alcohol, is gonna stress the body. So then it produces this cortisol, this stress hormone. This is the fight or flight hormone. Which is it's not a bad hormone. It's just when it's released 
inappropriately. Just like laughter isn't bad, but at a funeral it would be. Do you get me? Just the same as crying with sadness at a wedding, someone's wedding, would be inappropriate. Because we do need the stress hormone cortisol. Say if you was in a field and a raging giant bull was running at you, you're going to need that because that's going to probably help you get over an eight-foot fence in under two seconds. But we don't. But to have it constantly in the body is not good. Again, look into all this stuff yourself. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. I just find, find it so many good reasons to stay sober. Yeah, and then also in studies they said that withdrawal. <laughs> this is the funny thing. Also, withdrawal from alcohol increases. So if you've been drinking a lot and then you stop, your your cortisol levels will raise from withdrawal. You know, and one of the th issues with high cortisol levels, it will negatively you know, affect your sleep, your sleep patterns and your emotions and your moods, which then, what is it, what does that all cause? Depression, yeah. And it's all linked to your gut. It's amazing, you know, and I remember reading somewhere that we are made up of more bacteria than we, we ourselves. So have a little dig around for that, because I was amazed when I heard that. I thought, what? Really? So, yeah. And, but the good news is, you may be thinking, oh, what? I'm trying to give up the booze, and now my cortisol levels are going to rise. I'm going to be more stressed. But, hey... With a good diet, you, you stick to, to remaining sober. You sort out your diet. There's a lot, especially like raw leafy greens, straight out of the garden, will help repopulate your good gut. And you can take, there's other stuff you can take, you can get in the shops like that will repopulate good gut bacteria. So it's, you know, it won't, it won't be full, you won't be feeling the effects withdrawal for long the healthier you start to become and looking after your body because uh, i've done this before so i'm talking from experience and i i didn't know intricately this information but i i do look back and i, I remember the effects i'm like oh yeah i do remember and you start to appreciate your body more i'll tell you one thing I won't, I'm, I'm never going to go and fuck around with alcohol again, you know. It's, it's never safe. There's never a safe time just to have that one drink. I've, I've learned this second time around. You know, I just naively thought, hey, I, <laughs> I think I can have a beer. And I had a beer. Um, I... I had about three beers, and um, then I didn't have any for like weeks. And I'm like, whoa, I'm not addicted. And then I had another beer. And do you know what? Those gaps between beers were getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Until recently, I was having, which is really was my wake-up call, I was having like 
eight beers or more every other night. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm falling down the slippery slope again, aren't I? You know? And it it was somewhat easier. Well, it, it feels like it's been somewhat easier. But although, I'll tell a lie, I have attempted a few times. But for some reason, I'm feeling... I'm feeling a lot more positive about this attempt now. Hence why I'm, I'm putting a bit more effort into this podcast. And one of the things I've stopped... I stopped listening to negative shit, negative podcasts about what's going on in the world. The doom and the gloom, you know, and I've been focusing more on health podcasts and just um, stuff like that and permaculture things, learning how to grow food because I've been getting into that. So, yeah, that's that. And it's been, oh, how many days has it been now? I think it's been about six days since my last drink. Maybe seven. Mm. I can't remember now. Anyway, and that's just in, in, in just to wrap this up. I wanted to say something, and I want to go into this a bit more, about the counting of the days since your last drink. I'm fine, I, in my personal opinion, from doing it, neuro-linguistic programming and being a trained hypnosis, hypnotist, you are labelling yourself if you call yourself a recovering alcoholic. Okay? If you've stopped drinking, whether you're a man or woman, whatever you identify as, you, that is just what you are. You're not, if you keep saying you're an alcoholic, yeah, you will always feel this doom and gloom about, oh, even if I see a beer, I'll be drunk because I can't control myself because I am an alcoholic. No, you're just a normal man, okay? That doesn't do the abnormal thing of putting poison water in your throat, down your neck, okay? You don't label yourself a... Because you maybe you played golf once. You're not a recovering golfaholic, are you? You just play golf for a while, and then you thought, fuck this, I don't like it anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. I find it boring. I'm not getting anything out of it. It's the same as anything. You, you've tried probably many things, you know, hobbies and stuff, that you realised that you weren't getting anything out of it, and then you stopped. So it's the same with alcohol. You've come to a point in your life that, okay, I had this hobby of drinking poison water. And now I've come to the conclusion that I don't like doing it anymore. It's, I'm not getting anything out of it. So I'm going to stop doing it. Okay? And that's that. Anyway, I'll leave it there. I hope you enjoy the little, the same outro. Uh, of the great escape as we escape the clutches of that little monster called alcohol addiction hope you have a great day i'll speak with you tomorrow adios